Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. There is a mountain of good news to share with you today. We are going to, for the next two and a half hours, you and I are going to be back and forth talking about uh, all the wonderful news that there is to report. Uh, Top of that stack is a fascinating number, a beautiful number, as would probably be (laughs) phrased by the president, a beautiful number, 17.7%. 17.7%. You know what that number uh, indicates? You know what that number communicates? Retail. Retail is up. Retail spending is up 17.7%, the largest uptick month to month uh, that we have seen since measurements of this sort have been made. 17.7%. Now, the why's that why's that got my attention? Why do I think that it's such an exciting number? Well, it's because it's more than double what the smart economists predicted for April. Or may rather. Yeah, the, the, the smart economists at Bloomberg, they had predicted that this month or this number would be more like 8.4%. Well, guess what? Sales jumped 17.7% in May. That's according to the Commerce Department in conjunction with the Census Bureau. They put together uh, some data. And while 17% is great, that is for retail and food services total. Now, when you break those numbers down even further, you're going to see some sectors within retail that are enjoying uh, percentage gains and growth that are making people's heads spin. In particular, clothing and clothing accessories. Before I give you the number, let me ask you this question. Have you, in the past month, have you gone out and spent some of your hard-earned money on clothing or clothing accessories? Yeah? I bet a lot of you have. Here's why I make that bet, because because spending, retail spending on clothing and clothing accessories over the past month is up, this is not a typo, is up 188%. Yeah, 188%. What else? What are some other big winners? Uh, Sporting goods, uh, hobby material, musical instruments and bookstores, up 88%. Furniture and home furnishing, 89.0%. Motor vehicles and parts dealers, 44%. Food services and bars, up 29% month to month. This is all remarkably good news. And it is one component to many, when combined with many, to show that here in the United States, not just, not just in Provo, not just in uh, Salt Lake City, as we saw in the Forbes article from a few weeks ago, but across the country, we are moving well into economic recovery. We saw the Dow, uh, the S&P, NASDAQ, those index, indices are all up. Those are strong indicators. We have seen unemployment numbers uh, drop, un- unemployment claims drop week after week. And this year, This here, which shows the movement of money, the movement of money into and out of companies, into and out of the hands of folks who are out and about, the movement of money is good. When the cycle uh, commences again, when that machine is in motion, 
That is good. That is good for you and me. It's good for uh, those who seek employment, those who have for so long enjoyed employment, employment within the retail sector. It's remarkably good news, and it makes me so happy. Because for so long, I have started uh, these, these shows with sometimes gloom, gloomy news. Numbers going down, unemployment claims going up, heartbreaking realities all related to our social distancing and our response to the coronavirus, which necessary, unnecessary, vain, not in vain, that's a debate for another day. What we do know right now is what we can measure, and what we can measure specifically in terms of retail spending is good. And so what do we learn from this? Or how does this information impact our behavior? It means that folks are out and about a little bit more. Much of this retail spending is done in in brick-and-mortar locations. And so that means that, like I said, people are out and about. And you've seen certainly pictures of this video of the malls, of the stores, long lines, people in close proximity. While this is good, we still need to make sure that we are uh, being cautious. Because if, if all this good news, when partnered with the reality that we are more out and about in society, maybe as is the claim of Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall, if we are starting to become a little lax about uh, exercising the good social distancing, there is a chance that on term, in terms of the coronavirus, that the numbers go the wrong way again. Let's do what we can to avoid that. Let's find the balance between getting healthy in terms of our own bodies and getting healthy in terms of the economy. We're making great progress on the economic side. Great, great progress. It encourages me, makes me excited. 17.7% overall. What a wonderful thing. Later on in today's program, we're going to be speaking with Spencer Christensen. He's the president of Mr. Mac. You know Mr. Mac, the, uh, the clothing store. So many missionaries go there to outfit themselves before heading out into the mission field. Going to ask uh, Mr. Christensen about how retail, uh, retail income uh, from his position is going. Also, also, I'm going to ask him about blue shirts. Yeah, that's right. You remember the announcement from a few days ago, right? The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints made it known that certain missionaries, certain male missionaries, with the approval of area authorities, may be able to engage in their missionary work while wearing, dun-dun-dun, blue shirts and no ties. Oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about no ties. So while Mr. Christensen over there at Mr. Mac may be selling more blue shirts, I wonder if tie sales will fall off. I don't know. I'll ask him. We'll see what he says. Uh, That is coming up. In addition, we are going to look at an executive order which was signed by President Trump just today relating to law enforcement. Now, what I'm going to beg you to do is today, regardless of your politics, regardless of your uh, maybe preconceived attitudes about President Trump, please wash that away. Try at least today to look at the president's actions specifically as they relate to this executive order with an open mind. We're going to play some of the address that he delivered today from the Rose Garden. I'm going to walk through some of the executive order. And from my seat, from my vantage point, and in my estimation, today was a remarkably strong step forward. It was unifying. And if those on any side of this argument 
the, the, the protesters in Seattle, the ones uh, who are holed up in that six-block area. Chop. If they would look at this with an open mind, I think that they would see reason to celebrate and reason to see that their efforts have not been in vain and specifically that they have been heard by the White House and arguably the one person who they may deem to be their strongest rival and enemy has actually put forth a proposal and has actually put his name and signed it to a document which gives them much of what they are demanding. As you and I discuss this throughout the day, please, please look at this with an open mind. As you hear the president's words and as I share with you the text of the, legisl- of the executive order, please join me in, in looking at it with an open mind. That's coming up on today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Next up, we're going to uh, step away from uh, the president. We're going to step away from retail spending, and we're going to look at the reality here in Utah, specifically in the Republican Party, that leads its primary to be closed, a closed primary. Jim Bennett, co-founder of United Utah, will join me next. He has some strong views on whether or not the Republicans should be leaving their primary closed. My guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I had not thought about that. Did you you hear what Maria Chaleos just said? As she was wrapping up her newscast there, she made mention of the remarkable jump in retail sales, 17.7% in May, according to the Commerce Department, that in a report released just today. She said that, that, that some of that... Some, some of that increase in retail sales is attributed to the, the weight gain, yeah, the, the, the weight gain that you and I have experienced uh, while in quarantine. Has, now listen, don't answer if you don't want. I, I, don't, I don't mean to be indelicate, but has this been the case for you? Have you put on a few pounds since we have entered into uh, you know, social distancing? I'll tell you what, let me know via text, 57500. I, I won't share it with anyone. It'll be between you and me, but I am curious. <laughs> Have you put on some, some quarantine pounds uh, leading you to buy or need to buy uh, larger sized clothing? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, and, and let me use that as a segue into our next conversation. We're speaking with Spencer Christensen, owner of the Mr. Mac location at City Creek. He joins me now. Mr. Christensen, sir, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. 
Now, I, I thought uh, of your operation when I saw this 17.7% number. I thought, oh, wow, that's wonderful. 17.7% is great. And then I continued digging, and I got my hands on the actual detailed report from the Census Bureau released by the Commerce Department, and it breaks down the, the various sectors of retail, which contribute to that 17.7%. And as I scroll down and look at the clothing and clothing accessories sector, I, forget 17.7%. That's cute. Fine. Great. Clothing and clothing accessory stores are experiencing a 188% increase uh, in the month of May. H have you seen anything like that? Is that what you're experiencing? You know, what you're seeing is if you compare the numbers of being closed, everything's up, right? Because mm -hmm. basically your your retail stores got shut down. And so, yeah, we are seeing an increase in sales. People are, you know, being cautious, Stores are being cautious. Everyone is applying, you know, the CDC guidelines of how to keep masks on and clothing, or you know, distancing and spacing. Sure. But but sales are up because they started at zero, and came up. You know, so sales. A lot of stores were closed or very limited on the business they could do. So for for our you know stores like ours from Logan to Orem, um, every county had a little bit different guidelines. But mm. you were basically shut down, and now you're open for business. You had a lot of merchandise, so sales were up because you have bargains and you have discounts, and people can buy more things for less money. So those, all those type of things would cause that type of an increase. The the seventeen point seven percent ends up being about double what the economist estimated. Another uh, quick figure I'd point out that year to year, so uh, May of last year compared to May of this year, uh, retail sales down only six percent. I would have, after we've endured uh, this coronavirus era uh, thus far, I would have predicted that they'd be down much, much, much more. Uh, have you experienced a similar number, just uh, around six percent drop from last year? You know ours. And I can only speak for this location here at City right. Creek. It is not ours. Ours is more than that, no. um, based off the earthquake, the coronavirus, and then the protest. You know, all oh, right. You, you've Center, you've faced more unique circumstances. Because ours is a unique circumstance. So they, you know, we had to be extra cautious for you know a little over a week there with the different protests going on. So the the center was closed down, and so we may not have had that same bounce. I do think sales are coming up, and I do think people are getting out and shopping more. I doubt that seems hard to believe on the the six percent, but I do have a very positive outlook that the business is increasing and more people are getting out. Yeah. Okay. Now let me ask you this: There was an announcement recently made by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that certain male missionaries, under the authority of their area authorities, uh, that if it should so be decided that they, while in the mission field, will be able to wear blue shirts. And I think that's great. And uh, and also able to go without ties. So that's probably good and bad news for you. Uh, there's going to be an uptick in blue sales shirts, but maybe a downtick in uh, in ties? <laughs> what? Well, you know, I, I present you that know, question in jest, but there are certain realities. What, what are you experiencing on that front? So, you know, it really hasn't hit strong yet on how many blue shirts they'll take. Yeah. But usually a young missionary would take eight to ten shirts. Uh -huh. And so my guess is that, that now they take eight white and two blue or, you know, seven and three, something like that, depending on what they're hearing from their mission president before they go in the MTC. Missionaries normally took four or five ties, you know, out with them, sometimes mm -hmm. six ties. And now they're still going to take that same number of ties because they're going to be bored to death if they only have two or three ties. They're mm -hmm. still going to have many occasions where they're going to wear a tie. So they'll probably keep their tie numbers up, 
they'll just change, you know, instead of buying all white shirts, they'll buy white and, and blue shirts. Mm. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you're up in your supply then? We're up in our supply. Yeah, We have Here. some. We'll have more. Outstanding. Uh, Spencer Christensen, owner of Mr. Mac at the City Creek location. I'm, I'm so grateful to you for your time here on the air. Also, let me tell you that as I was uh, uh, hoofing around for two years in Mexico, it was a Mr. Mac suit uh, which was on my back. So thank you very much. Uh, it kept me uh, well, uh, well dressed, and I was grateful to you uh, for your product. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right, we're going to take a break in just a a moment. When we come back, we'll be talking about the president's executive order. He, this morning from the Rose Garden, spent some time outlining uh, an executive order, which he has since signed. And it comes uh, in reaction to these protests, which have sprung up around the country for the past number of weeks uh, after the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. And there are some aspects to this that I think folks on both sides of the political spectrum will find encouraging. Now, that is only if, only if you are able to set aside uh, some of the some of your preconceived notions or some of your uh, pre-existing attitudes uh, towards the president. You know, I know it's very, very difficult for uh, liberally minded individuals, uh, in particular those who have found themselves in the streets uh, crying for change, to look towards the president for any sort of meaningful leadership. I, I know, I, I get it. I, I understand that it's a challenge for you. But let me extend to you this invitation. Please set aside those preconceived notions as you ask others to set aside their biases and attitudes uh, against your cause. Please do the same for the president and look at the text of this executive order. I truly believe that you will find encouraging news there. The president in his executive order uh, talks about uh, it talks about these chokeholds. He talks about accountability and transparency and a, a nationwide database which will house the, uh, the, the complaint records against various officers. Should excessive force be used, that information will be known everywhere. That's something you've been asking for. That's something the, the president has signed into rule via executive order. We'll go through the details of that in just a moment ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.